Good morning, folks. This is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. HER is an acronym for Heroic, Empowering, and Resilient. And we are a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. The main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversities. Each of us has a story. We have all had a season in our life when we were afraid. Maybe we hit a rough patch or downward spiral. An illness, financial burdens, a dating job, just unforeseen circumstances. We may have felt isolated or alone, but because you may have felt like you reached rock bottom, that doesn't have to be the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers that you are facing, but they didn't give up. In fact, they use their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you. You are her, heroic, empowering, and resilient. And welcome, welcome, welcome to episode seven. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, thank you. And I want to personally thank all of you for your continuous support who have uh, listened from the beginning. Today's topic, sacrifice, discipline, and resiliency, the fight of an entrepreneur. With me today is Ms. Najla Thompson, who is a certified lifestyle business coach, a serial entrepreneur, and mentor. Najla believes that her divine right purpose is helping creatives, dreamers, and visionaries find clarity in their vision, connect with their divine right clients, and build a brand and business that allows them to live a profitable lifestyle so that they can serve people around the globe. Najla, give the listeners a little background about yourself. Thank you so much, Janae. Thanks for having me on today. And I guess um, the most proud things about me would be the fact that I've been married for almost 25 years. Goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I love that. And mm-hmm. best decision ever made in my life. Um, I am the mother of two uh, young female entrepreneurs. I've had my own real estate company for about 17 years. Awesome. And I'm a delusional optimist. Did you know that? Yeah, I mentioned that. <laughs> I'm a true delusional optimist. Um, and I'm a serial entrepreneur. I just love all things about free enterprise and the ability to take a dream and create something that never existed before and make a living at it. I just think that's awesome in itself. Mm-hmm. And that really is awesome because just like the listeners and I myself, I am an entrepreneur. I have many different projects. I'm working full time, but I do want to be in the place that you are in. So I'm excited just to hear your story and what resources and advice you have to give us. So um, today, we want to highlight Najla's entrepreneurship journey and provide different resources to those who are current and aspiring entrepreneurs. It's safe to say that to be an entrepreneur is the cool thing to do. Social media makes the journey appear so easy. Everyone wants to make money and everyone wants to be a business owner. However, few want to do the work. To be an entrepreneur is more than posting positive memes, photographs, and creative content on Instagram. What does it actually take to have a profitable business? How do you generate wealth? 
Najula will discuss the barriers she faced to begin a real estate brokerage with no loans, no grants, and no independent wealth as a 31-year-old Black married mother of three. <sighs> During a time when the avatar of a realtor was a 52-year-old white male. I'm intrigued and I'm ready to listen to your story. So let's listen. Najula, let's begin your journey. Uh, at the very beginning, Janae, um, it started with a dream. And I know that sounds cliche, but it really did. It, it, it literally started with, um, I remember being a young, young girl. And I tell this story all the time, but in kindergarten, I remember our kindergarten teacher doing what teachers did, you know, like we had to pick a career and you come dressed as whoever it is that you wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I had the greatest struggle even as a little child because I didn't know what I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. I couldn't quite say a nurse, a doctor, and although all those things are great, I just felt like none of those really felt natural to me. Mm -hmm. But what I did know was that I wanted to own my own business. So I remember going home to my mom and dad and um, after being reprimanded by the teacher saying, you go home and you're gonna pick one of these. Wow. I couldn't pick anything. And so I remember going home to my mom and dad who were both, especially my dad, very much um, home the entrepreneur spirit. And I remember them telling me, you know, you don't have to pick anything. You can do whatever you want. If you can't figure out what you wanna do, make something, you know, make something happen. And so I think at a very early age, the the entrepreneur spirit was um, stoked in me, just having had that experience. And so fast forward the clock, um, I just knew that I wanted to have my own business, did a whole bunch of jobs, never could quite find something that I wanted to stay with long-term. And so probably all of my 20s, I did what made me happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I look back and I'm so grateful for a, a family and a husband who would allow me to do that. But right. pretty much if it made me happy, I did it. And then um, I actually had a dream, which now I realize had to be a divine, like a vision, where I saw myself owning a real estate company, which was something that I did want to do, was to be a real estate broker. Owning the company, saw the boardroom, expressed it to my mother-in-law, who at the time um, explained to me, you know, well, right now you've got a steady job and you've got those kids. You need to do what's stable and not, you know, venture into something that was a commission paid only field. And so I kind of sat on that, um, which was wisdom from her, I will say, because I probably wasn't ready at the time, but I sat on that for 10 years. Wow. I, I, did, I did 10 years before I would even go and really um, look hard at the career or uh, do the research to learn what it took because I knew that if I really got a glimpse at it, I'd be gone at it. So mm -hmm. in um, an act of discipline, I just kind of shelved the dream. It was a dream deferred for 10 years. I worked a lot of other jobs just feeling a bit out of place, but, um, you know, having a young family, I just had to do what I needed to do. So it all started with a, a, an actual dream. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so I will say this, a lot of people, they fear change, you know, and I think it's almost embedded within us that you have to do certain things when you're in your 20s, you know, you go to college, you get a, you have to formulate some type of career and that everything is going to be picture perfect. So people are stuck inside of a box, they're stuck inside of these labels. And like you said, upholding these prestigious positions, doctor, lawyer, nurse, and if you don't have 
these titles. It's kind of shunned, you know, pushed to the side. So um, I just want to thank you for pointing that out. And with that being said, was there ever a time where you feared change? I've never feared change itself. I, I think anyone who knows me knows that I'm pretty much adventurous mm-hmm. and I'm a risk taker, which I think is important and probably a common quality in most entrepreneurs. Who are yeah. entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So you've got to know how to just um, weigh the risk and kind of ignore it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, not afraid of fear, but I mean, not afraid of change, but more so just afraid to leave things that feel so stable. Right. More so afraid to not look grateful for the opportunity to have a good job and to have company paid benefits and to be able to travel the world like I was at the time, myself and my husband. But um, the thing that overweighed any of those fears was that overwhelming, I don't know, that, that, that feeling of just not living out your calling. And so if any fear ever weighed on me, it was just every day feeling like I'm not living out what I've been called to do, Mm -hmm. you know? And that, that was the biggest fear. It was that fight of finding your purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then I, I would say that from an early age in my journey, I always felt like, um, this journey was not just for me. Mm-hmm. that it was rooted in service and it was rooted in wanting to leave a legacy and to build something that I'd be known by, admired for, and remembered by. Wow. And so the fear of not having lived that out is the fear that I have always feared most. So what was your profession previously before real estate? How many do you want to know about? So before real estate, um, I'll tell you this, the one that I was actually working full time when I got my real estate license was um, selling hospice services to uh, physicians. I was a physician's educator for a hospice service and I'll tell you how that happened. Um, my mom, I lost at a way too young of an age uh, to cancer. And so I'm from a family who's, like I said, always been community servants, always been uh, service oriented and had been doing a lot of volunteer work with cancer services, which led to the recruitment to teach physicians the importance of um, hospice. Mm-hmm. And so I was a physician's educator leading up to getting the license and I held that job full time while I pursued the license. And and I'll even share with you, once I got the license, I still was just so shaky about giving up a sure thing for something that was just, you know, a shot in the dark, it felt like at the time that um, I juggled both things for nearly two years. Mm -hmm. So how was your support system? I know you mentioned that you and your husband were both traveling within your career at that time. Was he very supportive? Thank God for my husband. He's always been very supportive. He is not a risk taker. Mm -hmm. And he's um, definitely believes in free enterprise and believes in the entrepreneur way for me. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's always been um, the anchor in my life. I was just joking with somebody the other day and I said, yeah, he's pretty much been the W2 in the relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he's always been supportive. I had supportive parents. I had supportive in-laws. And so, you know, whatever we've ever needed for me to be able to build and build and build an enterprise, everyone around me has just been there, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I, I can honestly say that. So, so um, I know we previously mentioned that the industry male dominated, white males, early 50s. What late relationships that you have to build? How did you really leverage yourself within this industry and stand out? Like, what was that it factor? I think the it factor, of course, was um, I'm a Christian. So, of course, it was just God. God. (laughs) It was God. It was Mm -hmm. a whole lot of divine intervention. It was a lot of divine circumstance putting me in the right place and touch with the right people. But one of the things that I think um, caused me to propel in that field is that I remember going to the real estate company that I worked for. I'll leave them nameless, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember the very first time someone saw me in the office, she told me um, what I needed to do to dump her trash can because she thought I was the cleaning lady. Wow. I'm in a suit, like coming from a closing. Yeah. But that is how strange it was at the time to see a young black girl in this office in Baton Rouge. What, and what age? I mean, what year was this? That was in um, 2002. Wow. You know, just by you saying that 2002, that's still not that's that. not so far right. back there that mm-hmm. I should have even experienced that. In fact, me of... Me and one of my colleagues were laughing at that, and she's been my best friend in the business um, since the day we were tested. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so she thought I was a cleaning lady. But um, I think one of the things that helped me to exceed was that um, from the very beginning, I established myself as an innovator in Mm -hmm. real estate because Mm -hmm. I've come from a medical background where we were already using data in um, virtual situations. We were on laptops and, you know, and I needed to do real estate in a very efficient way because I was active in ministry. I had a husband, I had three kids that I was raising. And so it needed to be a lot more efficient than I found it to be. So I came in and I was thinking like, I've got to streamline every single process. And in doing that for my own personal business, I started teaching other agents how to do that. And so it set me apart because they kind of saw me as, yeah, that's that young girl, and she does a lot of stuff a little differently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, with that being said, what do you think were those skills, those key skills that helped you, you know, achieve and reach your highest potential? Mm-hmm. I, I, they're the same very things that I teach to this day, just knowing how to connect. Mm-hmm. Knowing how to connect to the people that are going to help you to build your business. Knowing how to brand yourself how to um, have a recognition about the way you do business, who you do it with, and how you show up in your business. Mm -hmm. And then also having a a heart to serve people and to do that on a global level. I think when people know that you're trying to do something and do it bigger, they get on board and they want to see you successful. They want to have a hand in that and they want to aid you in your growth. So, yeah. So here's the hard part. You know, um, as I've mentioned, with you being an entrepreneur, everyone, they want to highlight the glitz and the glam, you know, boss babe, you know, (laughs) uh, grinding, you know, millionaire in the making. But those times that you felt like giving up, you know, what were those times and how did you push yourself through that? The times for, uh, that I've really felt like giving up, of course, we all are aware that in recent years, we have a tremendous fall in the real estate market. And in those were so many touch and go moments where, it, for me, the ultimate giving up would be going to get a job. 
And so I remember those moments when the market was dictating that sales were null, just as a, a slump, a stop. And um, those were probably the most trying times in my career. But through it all, I just knew that I was called to do this as long as I served and as long as I stayed in my purpose, that the provision would come. Mm-hmm. And so I stuck to that. Just stay in your pur- purpose and the provision will come. That's, that's beautiful. That really <laughs> is. <laughs> and um, you also have children, which are not so much children now, but they're always no. be your children. <laughs> But there are adults now and they're entrepreneurs as well. So I know they were, of course, motivated by you and saw you build yourself and your career up. Um, so how did you, I guess, um, give them certain advice or, you know, you led by example, but every when you're a parent your parents always tell you be whatever you want to be you can be whatever you want to be so i know they were influenced by you but did you actually lay it out for them or you gave them the opportunity to choose what they wanted to do when they got older i actually gave them the opportunity to choose and they both told me that they would never ever work for themselves Mm -hmm. they actually would say no, I don't ever work for myself. I want to go and get a job because I'm sure it's got to be easier than it's been for yeah. you. you know? <laughs> so when they got of the age that they started leaning towards entrepreneurship, I was mm-hmm. actually surprised. That was a surprise to me. I never would have called that one. So they always had the freedom to do what it is that you know they feel they were led to do. So yeah. So how important do you feel that generational wealth is within your family and those that come after you? I just feel like it's it's of the utmost importance. Um, I've always, having had a mom that, you know, like I said, died in younger uh, years. My grandmother died even younger than my mom, and my great-grandmother died even younger than that. So uh, I'm from a legacy of women dying nearly at the age that I am now. Mm-hmm. And so it's of all the importance to me. Um, that you do the things that are going to leave a mark for you on this world. I intend to live way past, you know, anyone else in my, my lineage uh, when it comes to my mom, grandma, and grand, great-grandmother, but it's everything. Um, I think that uh, there are things that we can do that have great effect, but then mm-hmm. there are things that we can do that have lasting effect. And so I think that we owe it to the people that we share life with here now and the people that are due to come behind us to give great energy to those things. Right. And energy is always so important. Very, very important. Um, Let's take a few steps back when you felt like that, that pressure, those pressure points when you continuously had to change and push yourself. They say that the people that are the closest to you are a reflection of you. Um, who were your friends, not their names, but, you know, your power circle? Did you ever have to push certain people away or were they people who have lifted and encouraged and provided advice and kind of called you out when they saw that you could do more? Mm-hmm. I am um, that personality. I thrive on the energy from others. Mm-hmm. And so I cannot honestly say I've had many situations in my life where I pushed people away. I'm more of the one that I need to attract more, attract more. And so um, 
for me, that looks like mentors. Um, I remember the very first person who trained me in sales back in 1995, maybe, is still an active mentor in my life today. And yeah, and he's an older white gentleman who was the very first IBM salesperson here in Louisiana. And back way back then, um, that's what, 20 something, almost 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. he showed me a commission check for $17,000 that he had made in 1979. Wow. And he sat me down and said, if you do what I teach you, you can make this and more. And that was for a month. Yeah. He says, you can make this and more. And I remember going, whoa, and I opened that up (laughs) and clung tight to every word, every principle he's ever taught. Now I'm teaching his same things that he sowed into me. And so um, it's mentors like that, that, made all the difference. I think that's a great example that relationships are so very important. It is so very important. You know, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. So listeners, if you're just tuning in now, I'm with Miss Nodula. She went through, you know, her ups and her downs and her journey of being an entrepreneur, um, being told that she should pick something else, but staying true to her vision. And I think what's very important that what stuck out to me is timing. Timing is everything. She had the vision, but she took her time. She remained disciplined and she remained true to herself. And she also had a great support system. Um, so in closing, what advice do you give to the new or the aspiring entrepreneurs out there today outside of what they see on social media? You know, I almost want to tell them, don't believe social media. Mm-hmm. And go for what is real. Go for what feels innate to you when it is that you know you have a calling, you have a dream, you have a vision, you have something yet to create. And I really wish that um, the people under my voice would just hear that whatever it is that you're being called to do as an entrepreneur, you already have everything you need Mm -hmm. to be able to walk that walk, to to travel that journey. And so stop focusing on what you can't do and focus on what you can do. One little step at a time and surely it'll work out for you. Right, right. And you also have a Facebook group and you give positive advice and consultant and things like that. So um, you mentioned to me your scale program, right? Could you give just a little insight of what that is and how others can contact you? Yeah. So the scale program is um, the platform from which I teach. And it is just a culmination of the 20 years experience that I have now in business building and the scale is an acronym and it stands for stretching the expectation of what it is that you're meant to do in business it's about knowing how to connect to the people who um, are going to help you to build a business knowing how to articulate your competitive strengths what is it that you're good at and why are you called into the lives of these customers um the l is about leveraging um leveraging these relationships and building teamwork, building on teamwork. And then the E in that acronym is just about executing and experience this beautiful lifestyle that you've been able to live because you are blessed to have been called an entrepreneur. Right. And so I teach that in 
the form of one-to-one uh, -one coaching. I do business consulting. I teach it in online memberships and webinars, pretty much. It's my goal to meet entrepreneurs where they are and build what they need so that together we can get them to living that profitable lifestyle business. Right. Well, thank you so much again, <laughs> and you, you have dropped some powerful gems, oh. and I know that you have empowered and encouraged someone that is listening. So in closing, guys, always remember your story is not solely for you. It's meant to be shared with other women and provide hope to those facing similar hurdles. We don't have to be ashamed, and we definitely don't have to be afraid. You are a victor. You are a winner and you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life and troubles and adversities do not last always. You are brilliant. You are beautiful. You are intelligent. You are her, heroic, empowering, and resilient. And if you have gotten any type of um, encouragement or motivation within this podcast, please share, tell a friend to tell a friend. And that's that. I'm Jay Jameson, and we're out.